This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, June 29th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downey. Here's today's headlines. Trump pushed for USDA nominees. Conservatives blast Cotaway over budget talks. Pesticide bill moving and disaster aid boost. Farm groups are growing frustrated with the continued vacancies in key positions across USDA. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue is still the only person that's been nominated, much less confirmed, for the department. Seventeen groups have sent a letter to the White House asking President Trump to start making other nominations. The letter, signed by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the National Farmers Union, and 15 commodity groups, reads... Farmers have had to deal with a rapidly declining market, and for months and years of sustained low prices means rural America is struggling. We need now, more than ever, strong leadership at the USDA to continue effectively implementing key farm bill programs that will help bring producers out of these tough economic times. Heritage slams Cataway over budget talks. The Heritage Foundation, a conservative think tank that's pushing for deep cuts in farm bill programs, is blaming House Agriculture Chairman Mike Conaway for the inability of Republicans to reach a budget agreement this week. Conaway, Republican of Texas, has been fighting a cut to nutrition spending that some House conservatives are demanding in return for a budget resolution that would pave the way for doing tax reform. Heritage Vice President Dan Holler said Conaway's apparent unwillingness to cut a paltry amount of federal spending from his committee is a slap in the face to American taxpayers and jeopardizes historic tax reform. The House Freedom Caucus is pushing negotiators to sharply increase work requirements for able-bodied people enrolled in the Supplemental Attrition Assistance Program. Holler said that the resistance of committee chairmen like Conaway to budget cuts is an affront to the American people that some are now wavering. Holler didn't say it, but Conaway's effort to protect SNAP also demonstrates the importance of the urban rural coalition that has long fought off attempts by Heritage and others to slash farm bill spending. If SNAP was not a part of the farm bill, Conaway would have no need to defend it. On the other hand, Conaway knows that a deep cut in SNAP could doom the entire farm bill since it would have no chance of passing the Senate. Pesticide bill set to advance. The Senate Agriculture Committee votes today on a bill reauthorizing the Pesticide Registration Improvement Act, or PREA. The 2003 law establishes industry fees that help EPA process registration and food tolerance requests. The House approved its version of the bill earlier this year. The only major difference between the two versions is the length of the reauthorization. The House bill would extend PREA for seven years, while the Senate bill would only extend it for three. Members of the PREA coalition, including CropLife America, the Consumer Specialty Products Association, and the Natural Resources Defense Council, plan to push for a vote on the Senate floor this month. The Senate committee is also set today to advance the nomination of Chris Giancarlo to become chairman of the Commodity Futures Trading Commission. He is currently the acting chairman. Foon proposes disaster aid improvements. Senator John Thune's latest Farm Bill proposal seeks to improve livestock disaster assistance. The South Dakota Republican says his proposals would get livestock forage program payments to farmers and ranchers twice as fast while increasing the approval rate for the livestock indemnity program. Counties become eligible for forage assistance depending on the length and severity of drought. 
Under current law, producers can get a one-month payment when the U.S. Drought Monitor rating reaches D2 for severe drought for eight consecutive weeks. Thune's bill would reduce that to four consecutive weeks. The proposed change to the LIP would allow producers to qualify for payments for losses due to weather-related disease if a licensed veterinarian verifies the cause. USDA would be prevented from imposing vaccination requirements for eligibility. Sportsmen defy party lines on conservation. The Theodore Roosevelt Conservation Partnership and the polling firm Public Opinion Strategies say a new survey shows there's broad bipartisan support among hunters and anglers for conservation programs and environmental regulation. The 1,000 sportsmen and women who were polled were asked a variety of questions about different issues. One question was how important it is for polluters to be held accountable and for protections to be in place to prevent air and water pollution. 78% of Trump voters and 92% of Clinton voters said those concerns were very important to them. 87% of those polled opposed cuts to conservation programs. Three out of four people surveyed support financial incentives for farmers and ranchers to conserve land and habitat. Ethanol production capacity rises. The Energy Information Administration says the nation's ethanol production capacity has risen to 15.5 billion gallons a year, or just over a million barrels a day. The total capacity of operable U.S. ethanol plants increased by 4%, or more than 600 million gallons, from January 2016 to January of this year. Iowa, Nebraska, and Illinois account for more than half of the production capacity. Foundation launches new research partnership. The Foundation for Food and Agriculture Research, FFAR, will launch the Crops of the Future Collaborative today. It's aimed at building on recent advances like gene editing that have greatly enhanced scientists' ability to study and alter specific crop traits. The Foundation's initial $10 million commitment is expected to leverage significant additional investment from partners, including Bayer, Biogemma, Precision Plant Sciences, and others. Pam Johnson, past president of the National Corn Growers Association and FFAR board member, says this collaborative research with public and private partners will build on investments already made in agriculture research so that farmers like me see the return on these investments through improved plants in our fields. Leftwich joins Glover Park. Joel Leftwich will join the Glover Park Group's government relations practice as a managing director. Previously, he worked as the minority staff director for Senator Pat Roberts on the Senate Agriculture Committee and has served as legislative assistant for the, his fellow Kansan. In addition, Leftwich has worked in USDA's Office of Congressional Relations under President George W. Bush, and in the private sector, he's worked at PepsiCo and DuPont. Leftwich will provide strategic and policy counsel to clients and will be a key member of the GPG Food, the firm's food and agriculture practice, according to the firm. Here's today's She Said It. The future of the main economy is in beer. We want to get hops growing back on the East Coast. Lobsters and beer. You just can't go wrong. That's Representative Shelley Pingree, a Democrat of Maine who was pleased that the House Agriculture Appropriations Bill for Fiscal 18 includes a million dollars for hops research. 
The House Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee approved the measure yesterday. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, June 29th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.